0: Dare touch that.
1: If
0: you Dare touch that. That's the magic screen. Got all sorts of take information notes, on
1: it. Take notes every once in a while. I take a Start ton. All of this.
0: I know. You're a visual learner. I am. Or not a not a visual. Learner easy learner. too.
1: Well, you're getting old. <clears throat> that's not it. That's not it. uh We're going to be
0: joined in a few minutes by Brad Thompson, Cardinals analyst. Take a look at the Cardinals. Their chase, or Albert Pujols' chase for 700 home runs. Please
1: don't hit 699. Please. And
0: uh, we're also going to talk about (laughs) Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. Um, Mm -hmm. On Wednesday, they're going to break a major league record with start number 325. That's one more than Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehand did for the Detroit Tigers. That's 325 games as a battery, which is pretty remarkable in this Mm -hmm. day and age of First of all, in this day and age of of, of free agency and players moving, but um, at that position, those two positions, like two positions where there's an awful lot of of uh, of, of grind, right? Pitching it and catching in particular. Sure. So, we'll look forward to talking to Brad Thompson about that. Uh, the Cardinals have turned into a really interesting team this year, and um, I, I I don't know mm. about them in the playoffs. I. I don't have a good sense about them in the playoffs. I mean, I like what they've done this year, but I don't know how much of that is a reflection of playing in the Central, or how much of that. Can they beat that the Padres? Really, really.
1: Yes or no? Uh, Padres, yeah. Uh, Mets. Uh, I'm down on the Mets. I'm going to say yes. Oh. Phillies, uh, yeah. Braves, no. Dodgers, no. So two out of the however many I just yeah. asked.
0: I'm not. I'm, we'll talk about. It. I'm not not in on the Mets. Mm. I, I just got a bad feeling about the Mets. Uh, but before we get to that. You're funny. Uh, We've got tickets to give away to see the Jays and Orioles on Saturday, September 17th. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question to 59590. Just text it. Yesterday we asked you which Baltimore Oriole was MVP of the American League in 1983. I said, I just said out loud it was Cal Ripken Jr. because it was the stupidest (laughs) trivia question I've ever heard in my, it's not even a trivia question. It's like who hit the walk-off home run for the Blue Jays in the 93 World Series. Kevin Barker. I wish. <clears throat> uh, so There's that's yesterday's bugs. question. Congratulations uh, if you were able to get your tickets out of this one. This one's a little harder. Although, our Lance Kennedy jumped at this right mm.
1: away. He's smart.
0: He, I, I mean, he jumped at it. And mm. I should have gotten this because I'm the oldest dude in the room. You, I was no you I whiffed definitely on are. No, I whiffed about that. on it. I wasn't in the same ballpark. Wow. The Blue Jays hold the major league record for most home runs in one game with 10. They accomplished this feat against the Orioles in an 18-3 win in 1987. Which long-time Blue Jay hit three home runs in that game? Again, the Blue Jays hold the MLB record for most home runs in one game with 10. They accomplished this feat against the Orioles in an 18-3 win in 1987. Which long-time Blue Jay hit three home runs in that game? Text the answer to 59590 for your shot to win. See rules at Sportsnet. Mm dot ca slash 590 i would not i was all nope. over this a bit and around it i wouldn't have come up with mm. this dude and no. now and as soon as lance said it i realized it yeah i remember it i don't remember it happening but i'm aware that it's part of the team's history but at the time when you're thinking of this sure when you're thinking of this question it's not the first name that comes to mind no it's not as you as you roll through that team but that's now that's a good trivia question. it is You know, even though they can all be answered by just going to baseball reference, that's still a good, Mm. still a good trivia question. Unlike the 1983.
1: Be nice. Be nice. We're
0: almost running out of uh, games to give tickets away to.
1: That makes me sad. How many home games are there? Left. I mean, seriously? They got, they got the. After this, after they, they, this week, they got they got one, the Yankees two, three, in Boston. Four, That's it. Right? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. They got the Yankees after, in Boston after after this homestand. After this homestand, so they have nine. Man. Three against the O's. Three against the Yankees. Time has flown. Three against the Sox.
0: Time really has flown. It
1: is, no question. They're Adam, a good team. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they're a good team. Yes, yes, they are. Adam Wainwright
0: and Yadier Molina will work together today for the 325th time, or work together as a battery for the 325th time. 325 starts, pardon me. Well, let me hmm. um, that will break the MLB record currently held, while well, they share it with Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehan of the D- Detroit Tigers. And as I mentioned a little earlier, if you think about the economics of the game right now, the way the game is played, just everything that has to go into a pitcher or a catcher having a long career, that is remarkable. Then add in the fact it's a long career with one team. Then add in the fact that we're talking about battery mates. It is a remarkable story. One of the, you know, I would say two remarkable stories on the St. Louis Cardinals this year. That doesn't include Paul Goldschmidt, who mm. could very well be, be MVP. That'd be cool. Uh Brad Thompson is a former Major League pitcher, Cardinals analyst. He joins us on Blair and Barker. Brad, thanks so much for joining Kevin and myself today. We obviously want to talk about uh the Cardinals and 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 Albert Pujols and that chase for 700. But look, you've you've pitched, you've uh I you pitched to Yachty. Just how can can you imagine what it must be like to have started 325 games as a pitcher and stared at the same guy for the whole 325. That is really hard to wrap your head around.
2: Yeah. Both of those things. And thank you guys, Jeff and Kevin for having me today, man. Both those things are remarkable. You know, how hard it is uh, to get to the big leagues. First of all. And uh, like Kevin, you know, I know very well, it's very difficult to stay in, in the big leagues. And these guys have been doing it. I mean, I, I was I was there uh, on the team for Wayno's first start. Uh, wow. it, it was April of 2007, and I've been an analyst for years now. I've had like uh, real jobs, if you call it, for oh, like about a decade. And these guys are still doing it. So it, it really is amazing, and it just kind of speaks to first of all. I mean, you guys know how talented both of these individuals are. But, Jeff, I thought you laid it out perfectly with with all of the economics in the game and all of the injuries that are out there and free agency. And, I mean, there have been multiple times in Waino's career. He missed 2011 with Tommy John. He missed a year with an Achilles uh, in, I think it was 2018. He had a game against the Padres. I thought that was the last time he was going to pitch. I mean, he was throwing 84, and it just didn't look good. Yachty has taken a beating over the years and just keeps coming back for more. Uh, it's remarkable, man. The, the scene at the ballpark tonight against the Brewers, and it's not going to be a tough uh, or an, uh, an easy cast uh, with Corbin Burns on the mound on the other side. It's going to be electric. Uh, you know, I was uh, fortunate enough to be on the call for 324 as they tied the record with Mickey Wolich and Bill Freon. And the as soon as they walk out of the dugout and walk out of the bullpen, Bush Stadium erupts, everybody's on their feet, the first pitch it is going to be a special night tonight. I I really, we'll never see this again, right, guys? I mean, this this will not happen again. No, it will not.
1: Brad, for you, is Adam a Hall of Famer? I think he's
2: close, man. I I think that he is still trying to build that resume a little bit. I think that you can make a case for him, Mm -hmm. especially when uh, you, you get, you know, more into your, your analytics, and, and I, I do think that the the bar for some of these Hall of Famers is going to have to change kind of for some of the reasons sure. that we talked about before. Longevity is not what it used to be, but I wouldn't say that he's a surefire Hall of Famer currently. I would say that he's kind of on that path. A, a big mark that I know that he wants to hit, and, and he's not big into like his individual numbers, but he wants to get to 200 wins. I mean, that means something to him right now sitting at 194 Uh, probably not going to happen for him this season. Uh, I still think that he might end up being back next year. Yachty and Pools have both said this is their final year. Uh, Adam has kept it very close to his best. But I, I think right now when you're looking at his career, 17 seasons, I mean, he's racked up the innings, a good ERA, but you wouldn't say he's a surefire Hall of Famer, but I guarantee you that somebody could go and really dig in, find some good comps, and make a really good case for him, and hopefully he continues to add to that resume.
1: Is he game one starter in the playoffs?
2: Yeah, yeah I think he is, especially right now, the way that things set up. Uh, with uh, If everything goes the way it is right now, the Cardinals would be in a wild card round, and they would end up facing the Padres at home. Wano has been so good at home, and uh, so has Miles Michaelis. He's been really good at home, too, and newcomer Jordan Montgomery uh, hiccup last night, but, geez, he's been been good for the Cardinals. Those are probably your three. I just don't see how you couldn't start or wouldn't start Wayno in game one. It really is amazing. 40 years years old, the injury history that we've talked about in the past, not your typical hard thrower, you know, Adam, I I believe has the lowest average fastball velocity in the game, yet he still keeps people off balance. He just knows how to pitch. But yeah, he's, he's your game one starter.
0: What do you think is the key to, the success that Yadi and, and Adam have been able to have as a tandem. You know, I, I, look, yeah, I you, you, you pitch those many games. I understand there's, I've got to think they're almost on the same wavelength all the time, but what is the key to that, to making that work? Does one of them have to give more than the other in that type of a relationship? Yeah.
2: Well, I, I think that uh, I think really the key is probably the constant evolution for both of these guys, really. And I, I don't think that there's more give or take. Now, uh, the, the preparation for these guys is second to none, and, and both of them. Yadi, and, and this came from a young age. I mean, I, I was there. Uh, my, my rookie season was 05 Yachty's was 04 and it was very apparent early uh, even in his second year in the big leagues that Yachty was established I mean he was in he was the guy he's in the video room he's breaking down hitters like uh, he knows all the tendencies he knows his pitcher stuff So like that guy had already put in all of the groundwork and then you get to work with a guy like Adam Wainwright for so long that they get to know each other so well. And and really, I mean, they could, they could do a game without signs. I mean, they really could, they'd be just fine. Uh, But I do think the evolution of specifically Wainwright's game is what has taken it to this level. He came into the league, you know, in in 2005, uh, as a September call up, you know, everybody knew the pedigree, first-round pick uh, with the Braves. Big trade brings him over to the Cardinals. Bigger fastball than than he has now. He was, you know, mid-'90s, but big curveball. But we've seen him over the years now. He pitches backwards, and mm-hmm. he has developed a cutter that has done a really good job. You guys know this. You don't have to throw 100 to keep guys off balance. No, no. He's got a good cutter. He'll ride that thing in on the left. He's at about 86. He'll frustrate the heck out of him, then throw a backdoor bender. Like, he just does everything differently, and he's he's changed the way that he prepares. He's changed uh, over the years the way that he lifts, what his off-seasons look like. He's totally overhauled his diet in the last couple of years to make sure his body recovers, and he's fighting inflammation. So you you know this. We've run across a lot of guys uh, throughout our careers where they just do the same thing over and over, and at some point it just stops working for them. And maybe it's because you're you're hard-headed or maybe you just don't have anybody showing you the right path, but Adam is constantly learning, and he's constantly trying to get better, and he is the the first one to help a teammate with something. You know, if somebody asks him a question, he's also the first one to be listening when somebody else is talking about it. I I don't care if it's a rookie that's coming in with a good change-up or a good approach like he's always trying to learn and we've seen Yachty behind the plate continue to get better and better and i mean it's difficult to, at, at 40 years old uh to move the way that he moved in the prime of his career but he's so good at the bottom of the zone which adam needs like if you're if you're going to get a strike call at the bottom uh, Adam's going to need the bottom of the zone. He gets the corners for you. These guys just work so well
1: together. Albert, since the All Star break, got 107 at bats. He's got 12 <laughs> homers. Can you explain that to me? Is there a difference? An obvious difference? Is it mechanics, pitch selection? Is there something different to you?
2: No, we're watching the movie The Natural just play out in front of us. Is what we're doing. Yeah. Like it's it, it, there is something to like. Uh, there is something to the the homecoming. I really do believe that him coming back has has elevated certain things. And really, you you mentioned his numbers in the second half. I think that – and Albert has talked about this a little bit – going to L.A. and being a part of the All-Star game and the festivities and just – the celebration that was around him, I think that helped reinvigorate him a a little bit. And we're we're seeing him, he's still pitchable. I mean, you can still get to Albert, especially if you're a guy that has, uh, you know, upper 90s velocity, you can get in on him. I think if you have a really good breaking ball that you can throw away and keep it away, then you can get him out. But if you make a mistake, specifically if you make a mistake up in the zone or in on him, he's making you pay for it right now. And throughout the year we knew that he crushed lefties. And the, the way that the Dodgers deployed him last year told you uh, told you that was going to work. And that has remained true. On the year he's still hitting three fifty nine against the lefties, twelve home runs. Since the All Star break he's hitting over four hundred against the lefties. But since the All-Star break to your point uh, against right-handers, he's hitting 274 with an 807 OPS, which mm-hmm. is very respectable. Three home runs, a pair of them over this weekend against the Pirates, uh, where it was a backup slider. Again, a mistake by JT Brubaker ended up tying the game at three apiece. Uh, and then against Chase DeYoung, who was having a, a, a scoreless streak of 19 innings, he threw him a fastball that was elevated, and Albert went oppo with this thing, and it was a no doubter. Yep. So he is just he's just feeling it. Like there's a vibe around him right now and there's an energy around the ballpark. I don't care if it's at home, at PNC with 8,000 people. Like when that guy is up, you notice. Got on the bus after the game uh, on Sunday in Pittsburgh. We're about to fly home, and uh, Willie McGee gets on the bus. And he gets on the bus, and he's just shaking his head. And he goes, I have never seen anything like what he's doing. He's like, that's the best hitter I've ever seen. And Willie McGee's been around the game quite some time. And he's seen and played with and, and was a tremendous player and Willie isn't usually like that outgoing of just saying saying stuff like that it's incredible what we're seeing
1: Brad is 700 a big deal for him
2: it is, it, it is, and it's not, if that makes any sense. Like, sure. Albert is very at peace with the career that he's had. I do think that surpassing A-Rod for fourth all-time was a very big deal for him mm-hmm. uh, to, to be there alone in that mark. I mean, if he gets to 700, he's still fourth all-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, but the number itself, it, it means something to everybody. You know, and you, you talk to Albert, he's, he's not chasing the number I think that he's chasing more so October baseball. But when you, you talk to Ollie Marmol, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, he's like, we want him to get 700, and we're trying to put him in the best position to do so. That doesn't necessarily mean playing him every day and running him out there because, you know, still at, at age 42, you're going to have to build in a little rest for that guy as well. Uh, but I do think that it, it means something. It's a big round number. We're all going to uh, remember it forever. We'll remember this ride forever. And he's one of the best uh, right-handed hitters the game has ever seen. But uh, I really do believe that that nice round number of oh. 700, it means something to him. It means something to the game of baseball. And, guys, I mean, it, what do we got, 20 games left for the Cardinals? Yeah. I really believe that he's going to end up getting it.
0: I hope so. I hope so, too. You know, and I, I, we we talked a little bit about this last week. Thank goodness the DH is in the National oh, absolutely. League this year. And yeah, I, really, man. I, oh. I really mean that. And, you know, I, I look looking ahead – I, I it, he's not going to be the last great hitter who's going to be able to. I'm not even going to say extend his career because he's not extending his career. He's contributing to a team that's got a shot at going all no the question. way. He's not going to be the last guy to do that. You know, and 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 if a guy like Aaron Judge later on in his career is taking a run at things, he's going to have more teams that he can play for now. Mm-hmm. If he wants to hit in, in his 40s, 41, 42, he's got more teams that he can play for now as opposed to before when it would just be the American League teams. I think it. I. Like, I've been on board with the DH from the get-go, and I grew up a National League guy, and I covered the Expos, and I love National League baseball, but I've been on board with the DH from the get-go, and I think this, I look at what Albert Pujols is doing, I just go, man, thank God that they did it, because I would not want to miss this, I would not want to have missed this i pushed against it too
2: i was i was wrong boy was i wrong i was sitting there traditional like st louis this is how baseball is supposed to be played give me the small ball and the matchups and the double switches forget all of that stuff blow it up uh and if you were going to bring in the the dh anyhow a pandemic shortened season was a good time to do it you no could have split anything in the game of baseball and i'd have been good with it but no you're 100 percent right and, and Really, when you think about it on the surface, again, of limiting jobs to only half the leagues when it comes to a designated hitter, it makes absolutely no sense. So uh, it's worked out It's worked out perfectly. He's taken advantage of it. I really do believe that the Cardinals have put him in a really good position to succeed. The way that they've used him has been great. There's awesome communication between him and Ollie on a given day, uh, and uh, I'm with you. I pushed back on that one, but I, I was absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm.
0: Brad, really good of you to join us today. Terrific insight, my friend. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the year. Should be a lot of fun. Thank you.
2: I, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for having me, and best of luck to you guys. Thank you, lot.
0: my friend. Be well. That is Brad Thompson, St. Louis Cardinals uh. analyst, if you're interested. Um, Yadier Molina. Now, 325 starts, okay? Mm-hmm. But Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina have been together, have appeared together in 368 games. So that would be coming out of the bullpen and all that. Sure. Yadier Molina has caught 83.83% of Adam Wainwright's career innings. Wow. 2,131. Next closest, Tony Cruz, 4.28%. Andrew uh, Knizner, Knizner, Knisner? whatever, mm. the, the guy who was here this year. Close. 3.42 percent Gary Bennett 3.42 percent Jason LaRue 1.22 Eric Fryer 0.71 Curious. Matt Pagnazzi 0.55 mm-hmm. AJ Prezinski 0.47 mm-hmm. Matt Weeters, 0.44 so just think about that think about that for a minute mm-hmm. 2136 and the third innings pitched it's been Wainwright. And it's been Benyadi
1: Molina. That I, I, it's just cool. It, it, is. it is. It really is. It man. really is. I I hope he's a Hall of Famer, Adam. He's probably not going to be. Well, I, I'll tell you what. No, he, Brad made a good point. Here's what's going to happen with Adam
0: Wainwright. He's not a first ballot. He's not going to get a first ballot. Certainly not. Famer. No. A lot of that is going to depend on. Let's. He's not. I don't think he's ready to retire this year. A lot of that will depend on. Obviously, the depth of the. The, the talent pool around him. I think he's got a real good chance to be one of those guys that gets in on maybe the third, fourth or fifth ballot, because I think his career is going to, is going to hold up. Well, being judged by what we are going to judge pitchers careers by right in five years. There's no complete games. All that stuff's out the window. Now when you talk about a pitcher, that, that that's gone 41, you're going to be looking at a new generation of pitchers and we're going to be looking at probably we'll probably have a better awareness of stats then stats are going to develop maybe I think Adam Wainwright will be a guy who gets like I said second third fourth ballot he's a guy whose career is going to look really good when compared to uh to others and he you know and he's going to tick all the boxes too he's going to tick all the other yeah boxes. you
1: sold me but I, I I just I just don't know I I hope so he's a he's a good man and and you yeah, know, the same as Cardinal. Was, and was like, he ever
0: is... was he ever the scariest, most dominant, most frightening pitcher in the game?
1: No, probably not. But that you but know, you had to have a good game plan against him. To, but to... it's not only that you don't have to be that anymore
0: to get in the Hall Maybe, of Fame as yeah, a pitcher.
1: I guess not. I really, I
0: really no. believe that that there are going to be a lot of guys who get in. It's intriguing as a result of that. I hope he does. I, I mean, I listen. I love the whole you know one one team thing. Yeah, I would love to see him. I would love But to you see don't want
1: things. to turn it into the Hall of
0: Good. You know what would that's be interesting?
1: Is he great or is he good? That's, a, that's the it question depends. you got to ask yourself.
0: But again, we're talking, I, he's going to have to be out of the game for what? Five, how many years are you out of the game before you go on the ballot?
1: Uh, I can't remember. I so
0: we're not, it, he he will not be voted on. Let's say, let's say five or six years he gets voted on. By that time, the game is going to have changed so much. Uh, and Adam Wainwright's numbers are just going to, I mean, they're just going to stand out, and and I think he'll, I think he'll be the type of guy that, Zay, it won't be a first ballot dude, but second or third ballot, I would absolutely think he's he's. I don't think he'll be a shilling guy who hangs around on the edge. I think he'll either be in by the third ballot or he'll never get in. But I mean, I you know I don't even want to look at. I'd have to do a deeper dive into mm-hmm. his numbers because I know I'm changing how I look at pitchers going into the Hall of Fame. I I, I just have to because. It's like I can't use I I I can't use the same stuff that I used to use I, to judge pitchers. The only the only thing that I really, really, really put a lot of emphasis yeah. on when it comes to Hall of Fame voting now is if you've got postseason success, that in your that makes it a little easier how, for
1: you. How good are you in your thirties? That that for me is the sort That's of good point. separator from That's, that's a good yeah, point. He's forty-one. Are you, forget, hanger forget are you 40. a hanger Absolutely. on? Forget about the on Absolutely. That's it's a good point. How, how good are you? From I don't know. Pick a number. Say thirty-two to forty. That what is, were your numbers that's a good like? Point. How many? I don't want to say wins. Everybody's going to. No, blah, 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 no but, but I know how, what you. How? No, how I know what you mean? Yeah. How, how do and you? The odd 20, how do you, you know, match if, up? Everybody else. If you've got an eighteen-win
0: season, in there, it's not going to hurt you. it is. You. Not no. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing about quality starts, all the things. I look at that. The thing about The thing about wins and all that is, we don't use it to judge a pitcher anymore. But I mean, it's nice to have. No one's going to go. Oh, you got twenty-three wins. But I mean, what does that mean? I mean, there's still wins still matter. It's just that mm. it's not it's not the be all and end all anymore. But yeah, when you're looking at a guy's Hall of Fame candidacy, the more you look at it, it doesn't hurt if he's got all these other numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just doesn't. And I, you know, I think he, he, he'll be an interesting he'll be an interesting case study. I think so. It'd be cool if there was some way they could both win the Hall of Fame oh. at the same time. But that's not happening because yeah, Yachty's Yachty's. First ballot, first ballot, dude. Um, I, I would, Think I, so. I would be stunned if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, just and and particularly because he's a guy who's been around so long. He's got a couple of generations of voters who really mm-hmm. right the younger people in their thirties and all lot guys my age who watched him. He's got a kind of a foot in both camps.
1: Watch him but, play. I mean, that's all you need to do. Yeah, and
0: I <laughs> it's just I've also told people It's easier if, than everybody else. Having a chance to talk to Yadier Molina, just about the stupid. I I covered a playoff series with Milwaukee and St. Louis, and I was just doing like a feature-ish thing. Mark Sebchinski was pitching for the Cardinals. So I wanted to do a story in Mark Sebchinski, former Blue Jay.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I went up after a game, playoff game, to talk to Yadier Molina. Just about him. I waited. Everybody had gone. Now, this guy would caught Give me twenty minutes just to talk about mark Zipchinski. Nice. and it was just yeah and it was brilliant. I mean, you asked one question, you just kind of held the tape recorder and and took notes and let it go oh. because he would that's just the way he was mm-hmm. and uh yeah i I think it's a terrific story and and poo holes as well is
1: crazy. Six ninety nine. I just don't know how you'd sleep at night. But you know that. still how Brad, you would. Brad Thompson did make an interesting point, though.
0: He's now ahead of A. Rod, so maybe that's. I guess maybe that's the thing. Everything after that's gravy. I just, and in a lot of ways, Bark. Think about it. If you if you shut Ch- it down with six hundred ninety nine career home oh, runs, Ch- like what does that say not about 700. you? seven hundred. No, I know. I know. But I'm saying, what does that say about you as a You're player? A better man than me. That's, it, what it it sure <laughs> that's what it says. It sure does. That's what it says. It sure does. It sure that's does. We appreciate Brad Thompson Absolutely. joining us. Absolutely, that's great. Uh, DMs are open for Barker's Lake Bits. That is, of course, the time of the show where you get to ask questions, make comments, direct them to Kevin Barker. S.N. Jeff Blair is my Twitter handle. We've got many, many, many of them to get to. We'll also take a peruse, a quick peruse of the text line, 590, 590. Mr. Boffo, if you can compile maybe some texts as well. Awesome. You the man. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet five hundred and ninety, the fan Sportsnet three hundred and sixty, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's uh, Barker's back leg bits that time of the show. Where you get to ask questions of Kevin Barker. Hmm. And you do that by DMing me. That makes no sense, does it? it? Does. We should have a show account. Total sense. No, we should have a show account so people can ask you questions directly as opposed to making me do all the work, really? collecting them.
1: Really? And notes. It's just a suggestion, <laughs> it's a bad one.
0: <laughs> now, I think I might I might just kill my Twitter account. I've been thinking about it. Do it. I might
1: do it. You that. won't do it. But see, we've
0: got a nice balance here. Because, uh, you know, you're on Instagram. I just don't get Instagram. I'm just scared I'm going to send out a picture of something I shouldn't send out. Really? Yeah. Um, like what? I'm um, on Twitter. Just anything. Like you know, not, No, what? not that. I'm what? saying, you know, like walking what? down the street what? or something like that and a uh, shot of my foot going out or something. Like, <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. I- Jesus. What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me in that part. What's wrong? Uh, (laughs) Mike Walter. Hey, Mike. Uh, Mike, you put some thought into this. Mm. And I actually wish that I'd read this before I got Joe West on. Mike Walter saying, with regard to the pitch clock, Kevin, Mm -hmm. why not just turn it off after the seventh inning? So, in other words, pitch clock through seven innings, eighth and ninth innings, when you're gonna have the most drama, mm-hmm. turn it off so you don't have the you don't have the whole. It's a great thought.
1: It it's intriguing. it's, it's almost it's, like you're telling fans that the first six, six innings, first six innings,
0: we want them to go by. But think no, but think about it. Like I, I like, I like Mike's thought process uh. here.
1: Don't watch the first six,
0: but the... tune in to the last. It'd be like watching the NBA, right? Just watch the final three minutes no and question. you know what's going to happen. Um, mm. But, I mean, you know, it, thought, it, it, it does remove that scenario of <laughs>
1: I hate the World Empire.
0: Series being decided I by you, Aroldis Chapman taking too Jeff, long on
1: the mound. Jeff Nelson calling a flagrant. I kind of like that. <laughs> I, I, well done, Mike. I, that's I, great, Mike. Yeah, that's... It uh, ain't going to
0: happen, but... No, but that's... That's a good call. You know, and then, of course, you can hear relievers all right. And, uh, but uh, the more I think about it... Because where do you get a lot of the injuries? You're going to get them a lot of them from starting pitchers having to... Having to yeah, I, I, might,
1: mm. I might think about that. I might think about that. Would it be from a starter? I don't know. Hard-throwing relievers... Take your time. Make a big pitch in the seventh inning. Second, third, two outs. Mike Trout's up. Do I throw what a breaking happens to ball? the low heartbeat Do thing? I throw it? You're going to be tested.
0: Curtis Davis. What do you think of John Schneider as the new manager? I think he's no everything question. the Jays have needed. Believes in his guys. Knows them inside the out. And he's theirs to win. Look at Whit Merrifield last night. Put his trust in a guy who was seriously struggling. And he comes through. Uh, thanks for the uh, question, Curtis. I found... Kevin and I talked about this, and I I found his use of everything. Well, I and I I everything. wasn't in the post game. No, but what I'm saying is, I was interested in how he used the hitters when he used them. Like Not nothing's the fifth, accidental. No, no, no. The, the order. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the order. Oh, and I and I get it. So it's probably because of where they were. If you're going to use them, you might as well make it easy in the lineup and hit Espinal for Biggio because second for second. I get all that.
1: You need right. a guy to get what? on, you need a guy to hit a homer, you need a guy to get a hit. That's what I'm getting at, yeah. Well, the guy that you needed to get a hit was four for his last 30. Maybe he didn't have any other choice, so maybe not give him that much credit. But it is, for me anyway, because of where their team was at, the game they lost in the first one, they're not hitting, and now you didn't use him in the fifth and you used him in the seventh inning. I I look I, for me. This is a slam dunk. There's no question. Like this is not even a thought. Like if you're Ross Atkins, you don't even sit around and think about this anymore. Like dude, you found him. Hmm. I mean, you kidding me? I, that's me anyway.
0: Rich and Peter bro wants to know why was Teoscar not pulled and sat on the bench after that stupid, inexcusable mistake? An example needs to be set.
1: Oh come on, I mean they've already let's let's say this. They've already benched him twice. Without coming out and saying it. We yeah. know it. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. You're going to do it again in September whatever? With you, you, like you, I, here's the thing about B. You don't have Lord Gurriel, Jr. Know. Like, I mean, you
0: know, you're, you're –
1: Because uh, nobody else is hidden. Nobody else. he can run into one. That's why you don't bench him. Like yeah. if you had other options, I be okay. And they probably would have. Yeah, and the thing is yeah, – But, hey,
0: man. You like, know, again, this gets back to the whole hockey thing. You bench a guy in hockey, he can m- miss a couple of shifts and come back. You bench a guy in baseball, he's out of the game. So why on earth would you bench a guy and, and, and who would you rather have having the two at-bats over Tay Oscar? Like, um, I, I'm sure it was addressed. I, I just, I, I'm not a fan of pulling guys out in the middle of games and, and, and embarrassing them, especially at this time of year, especially at this time of year.
1: And, they, and, and people think that works. It, it'll, it'll work a time or two. The third or fourth time you do it, now it's just getting to where you just don't pay that guy. I mean, no, that's, that's, that's what it's worth. It's exactly. worth Exactly. I mean, it's worth got. Exactly. Like, it's not going to do any good this time of the year. Like, you've already done it. I mean, they, they didn't come out and say it, but we know they did it.
0: Tony from Kitchener on the text line. Thank you for this, Tony. When the Jays make the playoffs, will the holes in the team be a hindrance from actually winning the World Series? Absolutely. For example, the powerful lefty bat and an additional starting Absolutely. pitcher because if they got the right team in the playoffs. I believe they can beat the Yankees. They are the, the division leaders. It's not the Yankees. Barker and I talked about this. I, I think. The teams the teams in the American League that I think could boat race the Jays. The Jays have no chance against. Astros. Astros. Uh, Seattle won't bait, boat race them. I think Seattle would be the second most difficult team for them to play. I think Seattle would be the second most difficult team for anybody to play. After that, I, I mean, I'm the guy. I'm not afraid of the Yankees. I, I'm just not afraid of the Yankees I, at all. I
1: get back to the conversations that I've had with the team, the coaches that say all they want to do is get in. Getting in is the hard part. After that, it is gravy, and they're going to hit the ground running. We'll see. They're very right-handed. They're very easy to pitch to. If you're a good pitcher, you can stand them up and get them out of way. This is it's the story. The, it's the ground ball to short.
0: This is the story I wanted to uh, reference. Uh, Jesse Rogers of ESPN and talking about the importance of left-handed hitters in your lineup in the playoffs. Last year's two World Series teams, the Ast- the Braves and Astros, they were number one and number two, respectively, in OPS from left-handed hitters. Mm. They were sixth and seventh out of ten teams from the right-handed side of the plate. Um, you know, if you look at, and it's one of the reasons why, for example, a dude like Matt Carpenter is so important for the Yankees. Uh, you look at the Chicago White Sox. Jesse points out the 2021 Chicago White Sox won their division by 13 games. First round series against the Astros. The White Sox right handed batters hit 295 off righty pitching in the series, but their lefties hit 196 with a, just a 667 OPS in four games. Chicago's lefties weren't good enough. And he talks about this is now, this was a couple of days ago. The White Sox have 24 home runs from left handed hitters. That's 29th in the majors. The only team that's worse, this is a couple of days ago, the Blue Jays. They got 15 home runs, 15 home runs from left handed hitters. It's um, obvious. Yeah, it, it, it's and, and it stands to reason because you're going to see a lot of
1: right-handed Velo, no question. Uh, late in games, Laddie struggling, Springer struggling, Teoscar hit or miss. I, it's 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 going to be tough when you get into the playoffs, and it's
0: just one team against you. Your weaknesses are even more oh. exposed. No question. They're even more exposed because you got more sets of eyes on you. You know how teams advance scout teams through the playoffs. You got more sets of eyes on you. Mm-hmm. Every little detail, every mm-hmm. little detail is picked apart. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you teams are doing advanced scouting. They're scouting the hell out of the Rays and the Jays in this series because they know that the Rays are going to expose whatever weaknesses mm-hmm. the, the Jays have. Mm-hmm it's just it's just the way it is. I mean well, that so doesn't mean it, it, look it, it, and you know Barker look Springer, Vladdy, Bo, Teoscar, Lefty, right? They're they're all good. They're they're good hitters, but it is it is a fact that you do need from a matchup point of view, you need a more impactful left-handed bats in the lineup than the Jays current the Jays currently
1: have. You said it plural. Right. Bats
0: plural. And um mm. Yeah, it's just it's it, it's the way it is. But it has been the Jays. It's been their bugaboo for how many years now? You know, Michael Brantley, Jose Ramirez, the deals they've tried to make for left-handed hitters. But uh, it it is a just a little bit of in, in insight, I thought. And I know a, a lot of Jays fans have asked that that question as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, the Jays Jays they've admitted it. The front office has admitted it. Oh yeah, Ross and Mark have talked about it's it. It's obvious. It's 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 not something you can hide. Nope. Um, do you think the Jays, this is from Colin Kajowski. Thanks for the kind words, Colin. Mm. Do you think the Jays could benefit from playing Tapia more? He's been good lately. He makes pitchers think about him when he's on base. Plus, he's a lefty. It's from Colin and
1: Barry. I like him. Not against left-handed pitching.
0: He's right, a chaos right, creator, though. Right,
1: right matchup. I think John would try and get him in there as much as he could. It's matchup driven, right? Matchup. He's in there when it's a left-handed thrower. Kev, is he
0: defensively? Do you have to play defense for him late in the no, game? I don't
1: think so. He's going to catch the ball. He should catch. I mean, throw it to the cutoff guy.
0: Yeah, he has been. He's been. Uh, he's been a, uh, a useful player, no question. Uh, he and when that deal was made. I remember you, well, you had it first because, mm. but I remember talking to people around the team about him. They just said, we don't have, we don't have this guy. No. We just, we don't have him. Hey, yes. Lots of warts. There's a ton of flaws with him. Sure. But Randall Grichuk, they got Randall Grichuk. Randall Grichuk wasn't going to help them win games. He wasn't going to, Randall Grichuk wasn't going to force the manager to do something else. No. Nope. The way this guy does. mm And. We've seen he does uh, he does create chaos when he is on the basis. Corey Longstaff, which the, asked the question, um, mm-hmm. well, he wants to chime into something we talked about yesterday about how you use the pitchers in a three game series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he said, if I'm heading into a three game series and Manoa and Gossman win Game One, I'm saving the other for Game Three and rolling out Barrios or Stripling in Game Two. Could do that. I don't want a do or die g- game coming down to Burrios and striplings. That's, I'm, I thought about this last night after, or yesterday after we did the show. And because my first reaction is, my first impulse is, don't get cute, run out your two best guys. Mm-hmm. Cause you're either going to be two and oh, oh and two, or one and one, obviously, well, in yeah. two games. But I kind of, if, if I've got, if Jose Barrios... Finishes strongly and it's a game at home, Uh then I'm going Manoa Brio's gossip. Well, you
1: got to ask yourself, the the question will be: do you want the guy to put you ahead? Or do you want the guy pitching which guy do you want pitching the game that could end your season? And this, okay, and Gosman or Manoa, or vice versa. So that's the thing you got to ask yourself. Do you which guy do you want? to pitch the game to put you ahead in game one? Or which game would you want the guy to pitch to the game that could end your season? The end-your-season game might be more important than game one. That's what you got to ask yourself. God forbid you get swept because then you're in a situation where
0: you've been swept without Kevin Gossman pitching, the guy you gave all that money to or you've been swept without Jose Barrios pitching, the guy you've given all that money to, but who has not been as consistent
1: as Gossett. Now, it will be the last six games of the season. Those three against the Red Sox, those three against the Orioles. If that's smooth sailing and you don't have to worry about matching up and pitching the main guys, you can work it out Is there to enough? where, who's pitching where, when you want them to pitch. That'll be big for them. Have you seen
0: enough from Barrios and knowing what his home road splits are that you you run him out at home if it's a home playoff game? I'm not certain. Look. These are all these are all big boys. They've got and they can do the math. Like I've got to think that Gossman or Barrios is gonna look at this thing and go, well, both of us can't pitch game one or both of us can't pitch game two. And Manoa's the stud, so if you know, if I'm the guy that pitches game three and we get swept, that's 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 just the way it that's the way it goes. It only becomes a factor really if those last I think if those last three games don't mean anything, and it may be answered. You're right. Maybe that last game, if you're, it's kind of like a, if you're pitching for home field it, advantage also, in that last game, sure. then you just
1: gotta, you, you stick with what's also worth. too. It's like a doubleheader. You can predict which starter will give you more length. It's like yesterday. They wanted Benoit to pitch the first game because they could basically predict that he could go at least give you six plus innings, right. which will. Keep your bullpen where intact. you need it to go sure. for game two. It's like the last time we saw Gosman, I think it was, and Barrios. Gosman was pitching game one because they could predict that he was going to go six plus with save the bullpen for game two. Same sort of kind of thing. Yeah. Which one do you feel a little bit more comfortable with? And does it matter who that other team is pitching? That's going to play a little into it too, right? Man, this is a lot of fun to talk about because they're actually... You know, in the playoff hunt, and Can, it's, it's interesting. Can Prime asks Jason and Fredericton actually? Great question, though. he's
0: got a good question. Somebody somebody reached out to me about this yesterday. Should the Jays try to get some try to get Moreno some at bats, and more to the point,, when do
1: you use Moreno? Never? Why? This year. Well, when? Why would you use them unless you have to use them?
0: I him? mean, I think the only way you use them is you get one of those silly extra inning games where you got to burn one of one of Jansen or Kirk, and you hopefully and you, need you a use them
1: six days in a row. The last six games of the season. Well, you won't use them six in a row, would you? Ah, you know what I'm well, talking about. Well, you know about. you could DH. You know you talking, could, maybe you, maybe I know, but maybe. you could
0: DH Kirk and 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 Jano and get them there at bats. That's mm, there you go. Yeah,
1: that would probably be. I mean, I, I nothing against him, but. Yeah, games mean too much. And also at this pushing the right
0: button matters. At this point in the year, I'm not entirely certain that the games he's missing at AAA, the at-bats he's missing at AAA are going to make that much of a difference.
1: But what's he trying to learn offensively? Get the head out? Stay through a curveball? Like, I don't understand, like, can he work on that in the minor leagues?
0: Darren in Quebec City, Vladdy seems to run out of steam at the end of the last four seasons. I don't know. I have to look at the numbers to see if he actually ran out of steam. But would Barker's manager consider giving him a three-day rest with that Monday off and two games against a NL team that will less impact the division? So you're talking about the, the Philly. Uh,
1: the yeah. Sunday against Baltimore? that was always
0: talking about? Yeah, he's saying the off day. And then they have an off day and then they go to Philly. Monday's the 19th. And the Philly, Philly games the aren't games. division games.
1: I don't think that matters about wins, right?
0: Yeah, you got to keep winning games. So, you know, unless something to... unless something crazy happens in the next five days, and... you want the
1: last six games for me not to matter.
0: Yeah, so you. have yeah, to I'll rest Vladdy as much. I'll as rest Vladdy. I'll rest Vladdy. If I... I have to rest him, I'll rest him. The last six games.
1: That for me is not the issue. I, I'm sorry. That's that's not. It, I that's not. It's 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 not. If it was, you wouldn't see him haul ass around the bases the way he does. I see a guy who's. It doesn't look to me like he's tired. For me, I think it's between the ears. It's not physical. Now I'm sure they got his 25 khakis. Boy, just breaking that down till they can't break it down anymore. But for me, it's a mental thing. You listen to Bo talk, what he's been going through, and then finally he just said, "Forget it. I'm I'm only worrying about what I can control, and that's good at bats. And if it doesn't work out, you move on to the next one." Does Vladdy look like that? I... here's a good question, Michael Davidson.
0: Parker, so, I'm just going to stand aside. Mm. Almost daily, Dan and Buck say, now pitching former Blue Jay. <clears throat> so many former Blue Jays out there. Mm. Who are the top three former Jays you would like to see back? I presume you're saying top three former Jays who are in the game right now that would like to see back here and would make this team better. Um, and I presume you probably sent this out watching Jason Adam pitch. Um, number one for me would be Robbie Ray. Yeah, but Robbie that's about cost, in here. I guess. Yeah, but we're just saying, perfect world. I mean, we're just saying, who would you like to have back here? It doesn't matter. It's, it's sport talk, Sports Talk Radio. Sure. You, which former Jay would you like would yeah. would, would, would would make this team better? Um,
1: Adam, I mean, would, would that look like that here? Robbie Ray would
0: be the first guy that comes to mind. I'm trying to think. Any left-handed hitters that they let go. Any left-handed hitters they let I'd have to do some go. thinking about this. Any left-handed hitters that they like on? They
1: need better hitters than what they have now. I mean, that's left-handed. Like I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking?
0: Okay, here's a name. Don't laugh. I'm thinking utility guy. Don't start with don't laugh, because you I'm, know I'll laugh. I'm thinking utility guy John Birdie. Yeah, I'm laughing.
1: That's that's Espinal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to come up with former Blue Jays, and I know I'm probably there's probably somebody obvious, probably somebody obvious out there. That we're not getting. Is there somebody, a former Blue Jay, Josh Donaldson? Yeah, is Josh? Josh ain't going to replace Matt Chapman.
1: He's not playing third. No, he's not playing third. not DHing he's every not day.
0: DHing. He's not DHing. He's not dh Not hitting his weight. We're doing a crap. Why did I ask this question? We're doing a crap job of this. I thought there'd be more obvious. I thought there'd be more obvious answers. I'd
1: have to look that up.
0: Isn't it? Don't Just the some. Orioles have a reliever who's a former Jay? Yeah, the dude that got into it with them. Nah, he's not the guy I want. Brian Baker? Ryan Baker, touchdown maker? No, he's not the guy. Anyhow, hell of a question got us thinking. But the first name that came, yeah, the first name that came to mind to me was obviously Robbie Ray.
1: Taiwan Walker's having a decent year, but they, I don't think they need Robbie Ray. For me, it's more about everyday Ooh. guys. And and I, Robbie I, Ray, Robbie Ray, I, Robbie Ray makes you makes you say Kikuchi. I'm not, go I'm away. I'm not giving Robbie Ray 100 million dollars. No, but the, the,
0: he's just saying if you could pick a guy, it doesn't yeah, you'd matter. Have leaving to
1: give that a $100 dollars to get him. Uh,
0: you're not having fun. With I'm, I'm a, You're not having fun with well, you I mean, and your realism.
1: You well,
0: I and mean, your realism. You it's need more arms than the pen. Rowdy Tellez. Uh, Yeah. Rowdy
1: uh, Tolez. There Tellez. you go.
0: Rowdy Lefty Tellez. power back. Come on. That that That's for me. Oh, the is, answer. Is playing in Buffalo and Milwaukee. This is the answer. We'll end the show with this. Ralph Preston, Lars Pitt, hit it out of the park. Closer, multiple innings, throws hard. Almost signed here. Chicago White Sox. Liam, Liam Hendricks.
1: Hendricks.
0: There you go. Kevin Richard chimes in as well. You got three guys. That's $56 million. You got that? All right we're that just check. Playing. It's just the we're fun. fun. We're not. I mean, hey. anyhow. Uh 707 is first pitch tonight. Game four of this five-game series. Jays and Rays. Ross stripling on the mound. Uh, congratulations to the striplings, by the way. Ross announced that they're expecting another child. Ross stripling on the mound tonight. Uh, against Drew Rasmussen, 7.07. Barker and myself will be on with Blue Jays talk following the game. Yes, we will. We will be back here tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern with Flair and Barker. Have yourself a great day.